Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today members exclusive podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Monday the 10th of July and as usual with all the information contained in this podcast it is general advice only so please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right well let's kick things off as usual with this one on a Monday with the scores and the doors and the index at the moment is up 14 whole points or 0.19%, not really a massive bounce back after the 121-point drubbing that we saw on Friday. It was 7,056 we are currently up. It is a little bit of a quiet start to the week, I have to say. Mondays is usually quiet, but uh, school holidays continue. The US numbers on Friday night were not conducive to a massive rally. We did get that jobs number coming in better than expected on some metrics, in terms of that headline rate, 209,000, far better than the 225 to 240 that the market was going for, but annual or average weekly earnings were up as well. So the US jobs market cooling slightly. This week, of course, we do get the US CPI number as well. Uh, That is going to be well and truly focused on by the Federal Reserve. That comes out on Wednesday. This is going to be the big one this week, as well as the US market kicking off reporting season on Friday. Uh, But according to Morgan Stanley, uh, they are forecasting core monthly rates decreased to 0.27% in June. Uh, That is point against 0.44% in May. Consensus seems to be around 0.3%. So we are expecting to see later this week a little bit of a decrease in that headline and core CPI number. So that is the one to watch on Wednesday in the US. So all eyes will be on that one. As far as our market goes, though, today, as I say, a pretty quiet start. Firm, but not the most exciting of markets so far. We do have uh, green across the screen mostly. Uh, the bank's slightly firmer, CBA up around 0.3%. The resources up slightly as well, BHP up half percent. Lithium stocks doing quite well this morning. And we have Pilbara up 2.7%. Gold stocks also bouncing back from the sell-off last week. Newcrest up 1.5%, despite the fact, or despite the newspaper reports at the moment, about issues with Cadia uh, out in uh, western New South Wales in terms of uh, some of the environmental concerns there. Uh, CSL still uh, very much in the doghouse, down another half percent. Oil and gas stocks better. Woodside up one percent. Santos up 0.9 of a percent, and uh, some of the um, consumer staples, Woolies and Coles, just slipping slightly, as well as some of the uh, the gaming stocks. Tabcorp um, is down 3.8 percent this morning. So. A little bit of uh, slippage in some stocks today, but generally the two big sectors, banks and resources, not doing badly at all. In news out today as well, uh, I did write this morning on Patriot Battery Metals. Had a bit of a nasty day on Friday. There was a short seller report out from that one from a company that I'd never heard of, I must admit, called Night Markets. And as a result, Patriot uh, has gone into a trading halt this morning on a number of 
um, factors, one of which was the short sellers report. So clearly the company is going to be responding to that. The other thing came out over the weekend in the AFR, suggesting that uh, there are some bigger players casting an eye over Patriot Battery, which has capitalised at around $2 billion, something I pointed out in the newsletter this morning in Henry's Take. Just looking at Patriot, just looking at the comparisons with some of the other lithium stocks, bear in mind that Patriot is still an explorer. It is still drilling. There is no defined resource yet. That is due in the not-too-distant future, although it has been delayed, something that the short seller had been pointing out. But it is just an explorer with a very, very high market cap. Of course, one of the attractions for Patriot all along has been the presence as non-executive chairman of Ken Brinsden, who is ex-Pilbara. And Pilbara mentioned in an article over the weekend, as I say, as potentially having a look at Patriot and maybe putting the band back together there. But uh, Patriot, of course, is in Canada. It's also got some environmental issues because it's very near a lake something that was pointed out in the short sellers report. Looking through, there are no significant short positions in Australia in PMT. However, when you look at the Canadian uh, short sellers report, there's around 1.2 million shares short there, if that is the right um, report from the Canadian Stock Exchange. But it's a little bit confusing. But I think I worked out around 1.24 million shares shorted in Patriot over in Canada. So that one's in a trading halt. They're also talking about um, not only uh, the rebuttal to the short sellers report, but also the media speculation that someone's interested in them and pregnant with that uh, resource uh, coming out and defining that resource after all the drilling they have done. So plenty of news to come in Patriot. Another one that we like, Leo Lithium, which I have been um, banging on about for some time, uh, in terms of its valuation, stock's up 11% today, up to $1.25. Uh, I think we first started talking about that one certainly some time ago, uh, so, and we added it to the small cap portfolio at around a dollar uh, not so long ago. So that one is um, going pretty well. So that's up 25%. And Latin Resources continues to bubble up, up another 57 percent today to 37 cents so that one's going well as well so there's certainly a little bit of interest in the leo and the latin at the moment even a little bit of interest this morning in liontown uh, they're up around 2.6 percent sort of trailing away a little bit in the last few weeks i guess two dollars 78 for uh, liontown at the moment but certainly uh, leo and latin continue to look pretty uh, impressive in their performance and also in their valuations. If you consider that Patriot has got a $2 billion valuation, at least according to the market at the moment, and it's still only drilling, whereas Leo Lithium, with over 200 million tonnes of resource, admittedly in Mali, as opposed to Quebec, uh, but it has got Chinese backers with around 10%, who recently bought in with a strategic stake, and it is close to port and infrastructure as well, you would have to think that Leo, with a valuation of around 1.2, 1.3 billion, does look quite attractive. So that's certainly something to bear in mind when we're looking at the valuation comparisons, trying to compare like with like in this sector. Uh, I have been focusing a lot on how much the resource ton is worth in terms of market cap uh, and pointing out in Latin resources as well how relatively undervalued they looked with 45 million tons at Salinas in Brazil.
Other news out today, uh, Bill Evans, the longtime chief economist at Westpac, is moving on to a new role. He will be replaced by ex-Reserve Bank uh, Assistant Governor Lucy Ellis, which is probably a good move for both. Bill seems to have been part of the furniture for a long, long time. Since 1991, he has been the chief economist at Westpac and has done a fantastic job. In news out this morning, obviously not all fund managers are created equal, and GQG... Uh, Partners is up 3.1% today on the back of their funds under management announcement, whereas Magellan is down another 2.4% today, have seen some downgrades coming through in that one. In the small cap space, Lindian Resources looking at raising $20 million in a capital raise there. They're currently suspended as well. We also had a bit of a surge in Ardent Leisure today as well. They've had a uh, preliminary FY23 update saying continuing progress of theme parks and attractions. Following the recent April trading update, the group's theme parks and attractions business has continued to see year-on-year growth in visitation and revenue, with operating revenue for the last two months of FY23 up 21% compared to the prior corresponding period. Uh, So far this morning, Ardent Leisure is up 13.5%, so going pretty well on that one. A big jump. They had been in the doldrums. I suspect a bit of tax loss selling in that one coming into the end of June, uh, but now back above 50 cents. It wasn't that long ago. They were 70 cents back in March, so maybe a little bit more upside to come in that one. In Marcus's stuff, obviously last week we sold out of all the ideas, uh, pared down our strategy, and we have nothing in the one-stock portfolio. As far as my stuff goes today, small cap portfolio, I did sell out of Weebit Nano uh, last Friday, uh, having bought them at 5 bucks, uh, They were around $5.50, despite all the carnage that was happening in the market. I was happy to, uh, to get out of that one, take the 10% return in under a week or so, and uh, today they're $5.35, so that looks as if, at least in the short term, it was the right thing to do. Uh, in other news today, in my article, just talking, obviously, as usual, on a Monday about the U.S. check-in in terms of uh, those fear and greed indicators. The U.S. market's still in extreme greed, and that certainly has been bared, borne out to some extent by the technical indicators as well, being in overbought territory for those uh, big tech stocks. Big tech stocks, though, um, not first cab off the rank in terms of reporting. They report towards the end of this month, whereas the U.S. banks and um, wealth managers tend to report earlier. So we'll have to wait a little longer to see if those um, big tech stocks can deliver the growth that the market is going for. Also, in my article today, just uh, a link there to the Ask the Analyst podcast and uh, video that we did on Friday night. did have a few technical issues, so thanks to everyone that bore with me. I had a, a freezing screen not a pretty thing to have on a Friday afternoon or Friday night, uh, but we did manage to get through it all, and uh, so far there's been about 800 downloads of the podcast, which I record simultaneously, so clearly a few people catching up with that. And also, just in response to, um, I guess, changing, always evolving and always trying to better the newsletter, just uh, asking if anyone has suggestions about the end-of-day report. I've been doing it for eight and a half years, uh, Marcus thinks that maybe we should shake things up a little bit. So just canvassing members' ideas of how we could shake that up a little bit. If you want it shaken up, of course, my uh, initial 
writing of the end of day report, which I've been doing for a long, long time, having been doing it when I was a broker, was to be the second best end of day report. The best being Richard Copelson's. Uh, he writes a 40 odd page report every afternoon into the market, what's happening in his views and thoughts. And that is a subscription service. So my plan all along, cunning as it was, was to give you uh, as much as you need to enable you to set you up for the day following and also to explain some of the moves of today so that you have a chance to look in more depth in some of those things. And uh, it is designed, if you read the newsletter, it is kind of designed that the top paragraph, if you're time poor, you can just read that. Uh, The headlines obviously are pretty easy to read. And then if you want more information about the stocks that are moving, if you're a more active investor, the stocks that are moving and more importantly is why they're moving, which will then give you an option to delve more into those stocks. Um, I try and keep opinion out of the end of day report because it is a free report, does go outside of the membership. And as a result, we don't want to give away the good stuff to uh, to non-members who haven't paid. So if you have any thoughts and ideas on how we could improve or whether you want to see it stay the same, love to hear your thoughts and ideas. You can always email me at henry at marcustoday.com.au. And as always, we're uh, always happy to implement change if we think it's going to improve the experience of our members. Well, that's it. As I say, not a very exciting day today. All the excitement will come with the CPI. And as we head into the US reporting season later this week, we do have a couple of uh, local events. Uh, The Reserve Bank in New Zealand out as well this week, which uh, could be of uh, minor interest. But uh, generally, it is at the moment fighting back from the big drubbing of last week, but hardly convincing. And it is relatively quiet with not a lot of corporate news out there. Well, that's it. Have a great rest of your day and of course Marcus will be back again tomorrow and I'll be back for the end of day this afternoon.